On today's episode of Stampin' Chance, we talk about what went down last night on Monday Night Raw. We're, what, two weeks away now from uh, the Royal Rumble there, hey, Chance? I'm excited for it, are you? Absolutely. But hey, you gotta listen to the show to get all that information. Also, Chance's top five and all the top wrestling news. Guys, get ready, get buckled in. Let's get ready for another episode of Stampin' Chance. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sap and Chance. I'm your host, Bobby Sampson. Joined with me, as always, is my man with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels, wearing your Monday Night Raw shirt and your Ric Flair hat. How did you get that hat, dude? I ordered it online. Oh, really? Like from the Ric Flair store shop or? or... Uh, Roots of Fight. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, boxing stuff, wrestling, a little bit of everything. What's MMA, that again? A little bit of baseball. Called Roots of Fight. Roots of Fight. Maybe uh, link me up with that link, man. I would like to mm-hmm. check it out. Uh, how you doing, man? How, how was the weekend? How did everything go? Pretty good. How about yourself? Can't complain, man. Uh, chill, laid back weekend. Can, you know, couldn't ask for much more than that, you know, outside of the daily chores and the things that we normally have to do. Good weekend overall, man. I mean, weather was nice for the little bit here and there, but I mean, hey, man, I can't complain. Here in Vancouver, uh, we are about 10 to 12 degrees as a high right now. Not bad for January. Oh, yeah. we No rain today yet, so it's been doing pretty uh, good. Been raining out here, though, where I am. Vancouver, but as of, okay, I haven't yeah. gotten rain yet here. Yeah, I know. It's been uh, actually been raining all day, really. Well, as it, it hasn't rained at all yet. Wow, well, you're lucky out there in the valley then, my friend. Yeah. Um. Monday Night Raw. So this is the second Raw. Now, I, I, I'm i going to call this filler Raw because, I mean, you had the big football game last night. And I guess yeah. the only thing I'll take away from that game is is not that Tampa lost because, I mean, you know, the Cowboys are a decent team. They, they mm-hmm. should, you know, that's not surprising. The missed point afters. Like the yeah, four of them. Four of them, man. That's insane. Against Brady, too, at any time, that guy can erupt and, and you know, fucking turn that 24-point deficit. That could have come back to bite them in the ass. If... Yeah, the Bucs have a bad team, bad coaching, no worst, uh, worst running offense, bad defense, couple good receivers, and Brady didn't have much. So I wasn't surprised that they got blown out. Brady yeah. will be up, Brady's going to Vegas. He's going to play with uh, Devontae Adams and his old offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels. So you could tell in the post-game speech, Thank you. I've had fun here. You know, it's kind of given like his exit out. He'll be in Vegas. You think that's going to happen, eh? Vegas or Miami, yeah. So the guy retires, comes back out of retirement. Now he's going to get traded to another team or, or no, he's not uh, traded, free agent. Yeah, he signed a three year contract and go where he wants. So I think he was rumored to go to Vegas prior to Tampa, but John Gruden didn't want him. He wants to stay with Derek Carr. So I think he'll go there because they're pretty loaded on offense and give another kick at the can for the Super Bowl, I guess. Ah, well, why not, man? I mean, wherever the guy goes, he seems to get it done. So, exactly, right? So, um, but yeah, okay, fair enough. While you were doing that, I was watching Monday Night Raw. It was like I was saying, so it's the second Raw before two weeks away now. Like, we have one more Raw after this, right? Yeah, I watched Raw. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, I mean, a good Raw. I, I won't lie. Mm. I thought it was a good Raw. I thought it was a nice, you know, uh, steady build to. You know who's really impressing me a lot right now? Is that Bronson Reed. 
I love Bronson Reed. He's a hell man. of a worker. That shoulder check hit off the yeah. apron. Yeah. No, I love Bronson Reed. He was one of the guys that I thought that they made a mistake of letting go when they did. Yeah, uh, I agree. When they made all those cuts. I mean, he's he's one of those handful of fellows that you would have said, Bray White would have been another one. You're like, why would you release this guy? Like, I mean, if to be completely honest, man, if it came down between him and Braun, I'd probably let Braun go instead of Bronson. I would. I would let Braun right. go before Bronson, too. Yeah, and, and the kid's a hell of a worker. He he's uh he is. He's respectful. He's he's just generally a good guy, man. Overall. He's big but super athletic, man. Super 100%. Athletic. And coming yeah. back as a heel as well. He was a face before he left, right? And I mean, he was doing quite well for himself in NXT. I think uh he was just basically a phone call away from moving up to the main roster before the release happened. So, I'm glad to see him back in the fold and I'm glad that uh storyline with the Miz is short-lived. I think this is a guy that can basically build his own name. He can move. I think so. You know, and uh, done right, this guy can potentially have an awesome career, man. Just he's by got the all way. the tools. He's got the look. He's got the ability, size. So, yeah, the future is yeah. his if he wants it. Also, from Monday Night Raw, Bobby Lashley's spear on Seth Rollins looked awesome. Yeah, he did. He got it real good there. He got real it good. really good, right? And, you know, I, I talk about the – remember we talked about at one point, um, you know, most common finishers? Mm-hmm. And we, we spear, all came super spear, kick, yeah. super kick, exactly. And, and Bobby, and I realized this, and after hearing what he was saying about his spear, I started looking at everyone else's spear to see, okay, so they add little things to it. So Bobby likes to add that roll, like, you mm-hmm. know, when he's in shoulder roll, yeah, shoulder roll into it. That mm-hmm. was really cool. He hit it perfectly. I don't know if Seth made it look that much better or Bobby just got it. I think it's a combination of both. Seth is such a good seller, you know what I mean? So I think it's a combination. Absolutely. All right, let's get into Monday Night Raw. So the show opens up with the, uh, what was it, the Bloodline who came out? Yeah, yeah, the Bloodline comes out first. Bloodline comes out first, and they start, you know, I guess hyping up Raw 30. So guys, check it out, man. Next Monday Night Raw. That's going to be fun. Raw 30. This uh, started in, I guess, you know, January. January 1993. I was in grade 12. (laughs) I remember it, you know, this was the first like, oh, wow, Monday Night Raw. And uh, at that time, TSN was showing it. Yeah. Right. So we it was a one hour program. It was held at the Manhattan Theater in New York, uh, kind of the homestay until they started moving out on the road. I think maybe five, six months after that, they started going on the road a bit more with the show and everything. And here we are, Monday Night Raw. 30 years of live TV almost. That's it's impressive. Very impressive, is, man. I mean, I think the only things that can compete with it are Sesame Street, <laughs> you know, like Simpsons. Well, I mean, you know what? Sesame Street's every day, so that's even greater. I guess it's going up against like you know the Simpsons and stuff like that. Yeah, in terms of episodic, yeah, I think it's the longest running episodic show in history. Nothing well, I, no, it. Simpsons. They started in eighty nine. Well, they started in 89, right? Yeah, but they're calling it longest episodic. I don't know. They've always maintained that. I'm not sure, yeah, but they do go on once a week. Raw's Monday, Simpsons is Sunday for a new episode, right? I guess so, perhaps. Um, but You know why I think they said Because every episode is new. There's no reruns. Maybe that's why it's a long That's true, yeah, because Simpsons, you do like six months of new episodes and they rerun. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why I think it's the longest running episode. Yeah, because it's all seasons, right? Everything yeah. else has a season. There is no off season. Every episode is new, in essence. Yeah. 
No repeats in wrestling, which makes it, you know, very attractive. No, 100%. So, yeah, so the show opens up with the Usos coming out. And um, I made a note of this one here. It was really interesting. One of the things that they're going to do at Raw 30 is have Roman Reigns come out and everyone from the, I guess, the Bloodline family, you know, uh, Sika, Afa, Rikishi, all of them, all the generations are apparently going to come out and acknowledge Roman Reigns as the tribal chief. That's cool. So does this open the door now to create the storyline for The Rock? It could. Will he, will he be the only one who does not acknowledge Roman Reigns as the tribal chief? As he's a bigger yeah. entity. At the end of the day, he's still the biggest entity out of oh, that family. Not right? even close. Yeah, absolutely. By a mile. Right? So, I mean, at the, the real head of the table is The Rock. You know what I was thinking about the bloodline when I was watching them? Are they the most boring faction ever? But they're not boring only because they got Sami Zayn or adds a little bit of entertainment because Roman's dry, the Usos are dry, Sequoia's dry, but you put Sami Zayn and it gives them a little bit of life, a little bit of fun. Because if without Sami Zayn, they're boring. Like they're good workers, but they're boring to listen to. They, they're just very mundane, you know? Hey, without with Sami. Well, Sami, there had to be a character in that group, may it be Sami or whoever it had to be, there had to be that element to break it up. You're absolutely right. They are dry. I oh. mean, they, they cut good promos. They do pretty good. But at the end of the day, I just feel like when I watch the Usos cut promos, I feel that they, they oh, how do I say this? Um, they channel their inner homeboy too much. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. It, 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 like, you know, like, um, it just almost feels really forced. It, it's really, you know, I don't know how to explain yeah, it. I know. They're not very good on the stick. And I know what you mean. They're trying to be, they're trying to be hip. They're trying to be cool. They're trying to be a little street yeah. edge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but where Roman, I think he has improved leaps and bounds in his stick work. Yes. You know, uh, you know, I, I think without Paul Heyman there as well, that's a key element. But I feel that Paul Heyman it just looks really weak. He doesn't have some. I don't think fit, Heyman fits well with the whole bloodline. Maybe it's him and Rome with the whole bloodline. I don't no, think it fits. No, no. You know what? It fits. It fits. And you got to look at more than just when he's on the mic. It's like when Roman's talking. A lot of the times I'm listening to Roman talk, but I'm looking at Heyman. Because his that guy, his reactions, his look. The way his eyes move, it's constant. The guy, and that's what I love about wrestling, man. And this is what I, I'm trying to get people to see again. And, uh, you know, you see and, and whatnot. It's just that character. I mean, mm -hmm. he, he expresses so much without having, like when he's on the mic, he's fucking amazing. Off, oh, the, yeah, mic, he's he's equally amazing. Off the mic, he's equally amazing, I feel. Just his expressions. Guys, I tell you, man, watch him. Just don't don't look at Roman. Don't look at anyone else talking when they're talking in the bloodline or whatever, doing their promos. Just watch Paul Heyman, and it'll make it so much better. I promise. Give it a shot, man. I promise. Yeah, right. no, he's got good reactions, good body language. Yeah, yeah. So basically, here we go. So so they start hyping it all up, and they start talking about the Judgment Day because they're going to defend the tag team titles, the Raw tag team titles, that is on Monday Night Raw, so here's the potential to see the titles get split up. And I don't think it's a bad thing if they get split up. It doesn't hurt the Usos. It's early enough before WrestleMania for, for them to lose yeah. everything, right? Um, I mean, if, if everything is still scheduled the way it's scheduled, you're probably going to see Sammy and Owens, you know, challenge for those tag team titles at WrestleMania. 
And you started to see the seeds being planted for such a move on SmackDown with the Usos coming out there with Sokoa beating up uh, Kevin Owens during yeah. the match with Sami Zayn. Sami like, why are you guys doing this? Blah, blah, blah. So you're starting to see these little things happen now. You know, like this is the best time of year. Totally building. Fan, right? Yeah. 100% best time. Now you're starting to see the little buds start to emerge out of the ground as we get closer to the show of shows. Um, how come the Judgment Day? Judgment Day comes out. Rhea's on the stick saying, you know, this is our house. We run Monday nights. Set up a match for, uh, you know, just, just basically talking their talk and going back and forth. Um, somehow here, we basically have a showdown between Solo and Rhea. <laughs> Rhea's taunting him to punch him in the face, taunting them. Now, if this was the Attitude Era, chances are she would have gotten a spike to the throat. Oh, yeah, I think so. Right? But we live in modern times, and apparently you can't do that anymore, even if it's pretend. <laughs> even in wrestling. <laughs> even in wrestling. Um, I hate to say it, man, but I do miss the good old days. You know, I mean, I did enjoy seeing Stacey Keebler get RKO'd. Yeah, that was right? cool. Right? And here's the thing. When, when dudes put their finishers on girls and stuff like that, I, I think it takes even more skill to pull that off. Okay, yeah, that, you got to be a little more careful. Right? Like, I mean, remember May May Young? Yeah, oh yeah. When, when uh, D, or what's his name? Bubba? Yep. Powerbombed her off the top rope through the table. Yeah, that was crazy. Right? But he protected her. Right? Even, her, her, even at her age, of, what, she's 60, 70 when she wanted to take that bump? It's pretty impressive. No, dude, she was in her 80s. She 80 then? Bro, she was already almost like, you know, shriveled up. She was in her 80s by that point. She had to wow. have been. Unless the road took such a toll on her and she was one of those really like, you know, 60-year-old women, but she looked like she was 90 sort of a deal. Okay. Yeah, she was definitely, yeah, 70s, 80s, something like that. Oh, she'd be on that. She was 80s, man. This woman was fighting in the 30s and 40s. Yeah, she's a tough, tough lady. She was, man. She was. A lot of respect to Mae Young. Uh, but again, it was all about protecting, right? I mean, obviously, if you don't know what you're looking for, it was an amazing, like, oh, my God, what the fuck? But mm -hmm. you look at the way Dudley, you know, D, or Bubba held her, cradled her, took half yeah. her. Like, he took the whole fall. She didn't even get touched. She didn't. She basically just stayed in his lap. Yeah, yeah. He did a great job of that. Kept right? Safe. Right? You know, I'd like to see some of that again. I think it'd be kind of cool. You might. You might see it one day. I don't I don't rule I it out. I almost got the sense that we were going to get something like that with all this, like, especially with Rhea. Like, every faction that they go against, if they didn't have a girl to compete with her, the other team was usually losing because no one could touch the girl. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Right? So, you know, but then, what do they do? AJ brings in Mi Chin, Mi mm -hmm. Yim, to kind of combat her. What's the Usos going to do? I really thought on Monday night, Naomi would have come out of nowhere and attacked her when when Solo and her were kind of doing their face off. Maybe one day she will. Maybe it's maybe, coming. Maybe Raw 30. There'll be a few surprises on Raw 30. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm glad they're saving it for this week instead of last week. You're not going up with the Monday night game, right? So Well, it totally makes sense, man. I mean, it, it, you have nothing to compete against now. You're free again till September, yeah. in essence. 
right? On Mondays, yeah. So, so I mean, everything is everything there. But I, I talked about that moment right there because out of nowhere, Mustafa Ali jumps out of the air and uh, Frog Splash is solo. We go to commercial, match number one, solo versus Mustafa. Uh, you know what? I'll say this about Mustafa. I love watching him work. The guy is really fun to watch. I hope he gets his break. Uh, the finish of this match came, you know, I, I don't think we need to get into the details of the. He's a good worker, match. but he needs character. He needs better mic work to get well, to that next level. You know, and, and let's see what he does, right? I mean, this mm -hmm. is the time. Develop. You're getting your opportunities. He's still being shown on TV. So there's something there, right? Finish yeah. comes to this when Mustafa tries a second uh, 450. Well, the, first he did a frog splash off the top rope. He got a two count, went back to the top for a 450 uh, splash, and unfortunately got caught by the neck, got spiked to the throat. That's the end of that match. At the yep. end, though, Kevin Owens emerges and starts beating the shit out of Sokolo, which brings up the Usos, and they basically beat the shit out of him right there. Security comes out, tries to break this whole thing up, and you just see the Usos going to the back with Solo with um, all the boys holding back Kevin Owens, who stands atop the table. <laughs> uh, so that's basically how the show starts. Backstage, Bobby Lashley is standing in a darkened locker room, and he brings up his opponents and says the only thing the almighty... Sorry, he says there's only one almighty, and the rest of them are going to have to contend with this guy. Uh, Cody Rhodes video package, part yep. two. So we do know now. Cody Rhodes will be at the Royal Rumble in the Royal Rumble. Um, should Definitely they one of the favorites to win it. Definitely one of the favorites. Should they have kept it a surprise, or are you okay with them announcing it? I'm glad they did it this way. That way it builds hype for the Rumble, makes you want to tune in to watch it a little bit more. Surprises right. are nice, and there will be some surprises still, but I'm kind of glad they did that because, oh, Cody Rhodes, we've got to watch it, we've got to watch it. There still will be some big surprises that they're not telling you, so I, I, I thought it was well done. Okay, good. What'd you yeah, think? same here. No, I same here. I totally agreed. You know, at first I thought, oh man, it would have been a surprise, cool surprise to see him come in. But then at the same time, I'm thinking, okay, you know what? From a business standpoint, this will probably encourage people who have Absolutely. bought a ticket to go to the show. You know, I don't know if it's sold out or not yet. Um, not sure. But I mean, you know, this will encourage people to maybe tend to watch the, the network or the pay per view and yeah. all that. Yeah. yeah, you know, wherever you are, like, okay, I'll get the network. You know, this is a reason to get the network. I think I think they handled Cody really, really well. Mm -hmm. So far, it's been so good with them. Yeah, they're doing a good job with them. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So we get the Cody package, and um, bear with me here. Out comes MVP, who bumps into Elias, and they have a little... So this is a backstage segment. Sorry, Trent. Mm -hmm. uh, MVP... Is just kind of stonering around. I don't know what this guy's up to. He's trying to get the Hurt Locker all back together again. And uh, apparently Elias thinks he's going to be fighting MVP. But as we find out later on, that's not the case. So let's move on. Match two, Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander against the Street Profits. We are in the hometown of Angelo Dawkins. He comes out in his Bengals gear. Congratulations to the Bengals. Um... Being a Steelers fan, I could care less about either of those two teams who competed in that game. But if I have to pick the lesser of two evils, I'll take the Bengals. <laughs> I I don't like the Ravens, man. I just never have. Yeah, I know they're a division rival of your favorite team, so it's understandable. Yeah, uh, if if there's ever been one team that's cost me playoff opportunities, that's cost me then, in the playoffs. 
it it would be in the Ravens. Yeah. Right? No, you're so, right. Um, I don't like them. <laughs> no, no, no love for the Ravens at all. I won't say hate because hate's not a nice word. I never cared for them ever since Ray Lewis did what he did and got away with it and got to play in the league. And now we cheer him on like he's a great guy. No, he's not. <laughs> Leave it at that. People can look, can figure, read between the lines what I mean by that. But I won't get into it. Oh, dude, we could do a whole show on athletes that are, are loved yeah. and loved oh. and yet they can, you know, carry on with all the shit they did in the past, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I'll say this, though, about that really quick because it's already in my head. I'm okay with people picking up their lives and trying. Oh to yeah, I'm not saying yeah. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm okay with people picking up their lives and trying to become famous and people supporting them if they do things the right way, if they've paid their debt to society. If if you're like Ray Lewis and a few other people out there, John Jones, not saying any names, <laughs> like like get away with horrible things. Yeah. And are still able to be color analysts and still be applauded and receive standing ovations for the things that they've done. Make millions. Make millions without paying their dues. Then I have no respect for that individual. That's fair. That's right? fair. And I think that's why people are okay with Mike Tyson, regardless of, yes, I know what your stance is. And, and Mike Vick. The same way. He did a lot of Vick. But they did their time. They did their time, yeah. It doesn't change the fact, the horrible, heinous things that they did. The goal is they did their time, and the goal is build your name without rehabilitate. They were rehabilitated technically, yeah. Yeah, you know. So I mean, I can't. You can't shun a man or woman when they they lost. And and Mike, Mike Vick, and Mike Tyson lost some of the prime of their life doing jail time. It screwed them big time, cost them hundreds of millions of dollars. So they paid severely, and they're still paying for it to this day. Because who? What could it be? What could it be? Mike Vick would have been a Super Bowl champion, in my opinion. In that time that he was gone. Probably. When he came back, he had a couple of good years, but his prime was already gone. Right. I mean, he looked like Donovan McNabb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, straightforward match here, man. Good action. Mm-hmm. I love watching all four of these guys work. Three because... are one of, they're my favorite tag team right now. Yeah. And Angelo is looking even slimmer now, man. He's even He's getting in good shape. He's getting into good shape. He's being... uh. Influenced by Montez Ford here. Some, Montez some Ford will be a breakout star the next year or two when they let him go singles, look out. Yeah, no, 100%. So the end here comes really interesting. So MVP comes out. He tries to run some interference. And basically, it's a crucifix pin. Really simple. One, two, three. Um, just caught him at the right moment. You know, flabbergasted uh, MVP, but you know that's how basically that match goes. I'm gonna move on here. Are you good with that? Yep. All right. Uh, so as we move on here, backing into the show, our next match is Omos against Elias. Oh, Elias thought he was gonna be fighting MVP, <laughs> but MVP comes out and uh, basically says, "Like, oh no, you're not fighting me. You're fighting this guy." Out comes Omos. And uh, squash match, basically, Elias had a bit of a, you know, tried to run some offense. Basically, just kind of got destroyed, and that's the end of that match. And I'm glad to see Omos on Raw still, because that's what makes WWE special. You're only going to see these big giants, these seven-foot monsters on WWE. Egypt doesn't have any seven-foot monsters. Yeah. they got some big guys, nobody's seven feet. That's what makes WWE special. We've got the big show and Andre the Giant, and they got Omos, and Great Cully, and all these kind of guys. You no, know, so it makes it special. 
Yeah, no, 100%. All right, next match. Uh, because of a backstage segment that we kind of brushed over completely, the Judgment Day runs into the Alpha Academy. They have a little bit of banter back and forth. I love the work that Chad Gable is doing. To it's be so honest, good. what I love about Chad Gable, he was one of those guys that you thought, okay, you know, he'll be here for a couple of years and he'll be released, right? He's quickly becoming a Miz and a Dolph Ziggler, no matter whatever the cut. And like a miniature Kurt Angle a little bit too. And like a miniature Kurt Angle, absolutely, in terms of his mic work and his mannerisms. And goofiness, yeah. But what I like about him is I can see him now potentially being one like a Miz or or a Dolph Ziggler. Um, Yep, got all the skills for it. Like regardless of all the cuts and everything, this guy sticks around. He's a he must be a good guy backstage also. But yeah, he's entertaining. He's a hell of right? a worker. Yeah, he's yeah. Great. You know, same with Otis. Think about it. That guy's still here. Yeah. Whatever happened to his partner? His Tucker. partner, Tucker, got released and he was really bitter. And I think he burnt a lot of bridges in his bitterness. So he, he never got to AEW or anything, eh? Well, I, I don't I I'm not sure. I think he's doing independence and yeah, I think he's bitter. He he came off bitter, he came off angry. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, if you look at that tag team, I guess one could have argued that Tucker would have been the guy that would have gotten the push and moved on, right? Um, the Shawn Michaels to his Marty Jannetty, so to speak. Yeah. I, I kind of always reference tag teams to that now. Like, okay, Shawn was the guy who got the who got the nod from that team, right? It's not often that you'll get both tag team guys have stellar, you know, single careers. And it's funny because Marty could work almost as good as Shawn could. He just... You know, I didn't get that. He didn't pushed. have the look. He didn't have that character. That's what it comes down as to. Good as good as Ingring as Sean was at the time, though, I think. Yeah, Pretty no, close. he was. He was, but Sean had that stick work. He had that, you know, thing. He wasn't afraid to push. And Sean had the, the mindset, right or wrong, to play the backstage politics, too. That didn't hurt him. Well, I mean, make a crew we, and work your way up. Bro, we've heard the stories. I mean, he he's admitted mm-hmm. it himself. I mean, for a majority of his time until he came back from his back injury, no one liked him mm-hmm. unless you were in the clique. Yeah. That he made yeah. he was smart join up with those guys. No doubt. So here we go. Match number four, Dominic Mysterio versus the Alpha Academy. Um Dominic, you know, I love what he's doing, his character and whatnot, but I mean getting yeah, better with it. He's getting better with it. He's getting better in the ring as well. But, you know, this was pre-smatch to carry, I guess, in a way. Yeah. Uh, finish basically comes here at the end when, as we talked about it, Rhea to the apron, Priest enter, uh, Rhea to the apron, causing the distraction. Damien Priest comes in the ring, delivers sounds of heaven to Gable. Dom covers one, two, three. There you go. So Dom keeps getting the wins for the team. And uh, everyone else is doing the work. So I can see this now, like the seeds starting to get planted here. Like Dom is the weak link, blah, blah, blah. But we're going to get the lead up to this. I guess we'll start seeing the build up to this father-son matchup mania. Yeah, it's building. Starting at the Royal Rumble, right? Yeah, I think so. So it should be fun. I'm looking forward to this, man. This should be really, really fun. Um. Okay, after that, we get Io Sky with Dakota Kai against Michin. This wasn't advertised or anything, but a good match nonetheless. Japan versus Korea. Um, <laughs> I guess, right? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. So, Asia. National or uh, natural rivalries, right? I've I've mm-hmm. recently understood that 
Japanese and Korean people have a very rich history. Mm -hmm. They do. Term, yeah, they have a right? very athletically. Yeah, athletically, politically, um, yeah. throughout time, I guess. I think one ruled the other at one time. I don't know. But I'm not sure uh, on that. But. Neither am I. But regardless, uh, good match. I had a lot of fun with it. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, EO, EO won. Um, but yeah, no, no, wait a minute. Who won this one? Ah, Mia tries to finish it with the eat defeat, but Dakota's on the apron. A lot of interference on the apron, eh? Yeah, cover, there is. Cover from Sky for one, two. No, Candice pulls Dakota, Dakota, eat defeat for Mia. Oh, so Mia won this match. Sorry, yeah. pardon me. Mia won this match after interference on both sides. So, good way of keeping her strong as well. It doesn't hurt EO as well. Um, yeah, I love EO, EO Sky, man. She's, she's good. Kind of, oh, she's so fun. Um, and then we basically end the show here. Oh, something I'm really interested. Bianca comes out. She cuts a promo on Alexa Bliss. Alexa comes out. They go back and forth, and uh, we got the match now. So it's Alexa Bliss versus Bianca Belair. And this is what I like about this rivalry. They're not afraid to touch. They come out. She jumps. Out, uh, Bianca jumps out of the ring. These two start fighting. And Alexa can hold her own, man. I mean, she can. she's tough. She's a tough little cookie, that one there. She, she, she can hold her own, definitely. So she's, uh, you know, taking her shots, this and that. And the tables turn because I think, oh, this is the segment right here, man. So first off, where were all the backstage people to break this up? To bring what up? The fight between these two and the crowd and everything. Oh, to break it up, you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so I think to bring it up. Yeah, to break it up. I don't know. I guess they want to let him fight. <laughs> I, I guess so, man. I mean, it was more important to break up Kevin Owens from uh, Solo. Yeah, but they just let them fight, I guess. So maybe they were too in scared the to get involved to get hurt, oh, I guess. Who knows? Who knows, man? Like, interesting. It's interesting what they decide to break up, but they won't break up. Yeah, that's wrestling for you. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Bianca's going to do some bad shit to Alexa with this. She brings out two chairs, you know, puts them, you know, facing each other. So you got a bit of a bench mm -hmm. here. I think she was going to give her KOD um, finisher on these chairs. But then emerges Uncle Howdy. Uncle Howdy. Uncle Howdy comes out of nowhere, yep. man. But you see the aura of Uncle Howdy. You see him standing in that little entrance. Scares the shit out Bianca, which opens the door for the sickest looking DDT I'd seen in a while from B from Alexa. That was pretty good. Right? So here's my question now. Is Bray Wyatt Uncle Howdy? Or is this Uncle Howdy going to be a guy that controls even Bray Wyatt? Interesting. Not sure because they did bring Uncle Howie out at the same time Bray was out, so can't be Bray. So it's going to be whoever it's going to be is going to maybe control them or maybe be his partner, like a yeah, new but, Wyatt family. I don't know. But Bray, Bray was also the fiend, though, right? I mean, you're seeing Bray in the ring, and then all of a sudden he could come out one day wearing that mask and be him too. Well, they showed Uncle Howie's a smaller, smaller. He's not the same size as Bray, right? So it wouldn't really work. Yeah, possibly. I didn't think that's of it from I that think. angle. No, no, that's fair, man. Good, good, good call on that one, man. I'll so it's going to be somebody, whoever it could be his brother. I don't know, some other guy from NXT. I'm not sure. But it's yeah, gonna be, yeah. I don't think it'll be Bray because they already showed you a smaller frame. It won't be believable if Bray came as Uncle Howdy. Yeah. So I don't think they're doing that, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so Raw basically ends with the six-man elimination match to determine who's going to fight Theory at uh, Raw 30 next week. So you got Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, Finn Balor, 
The Miz. Corbin. Corbin. And. Did you say Bobby? So Bobby. Yeah. Seth. Corbin. Finn. Finn. Miz. There was Dolph in there? And Dolph Ziggler. Thank yeah, you. Dolph. Yeah. I'm try- I was trying to do this without looking at notes. Oh, okay. All right. So six-man elimination match. So what that basically means, guys and gals, is uh, all six guys get in there. And you basically, it basically comes down to who's the last man standing, right? It's not the first person to get a win. And in these kind of matches, I always thought that, you know, let's be, everyone beat up one guy at the same time. And like, no one interferes <laughs> with the, with the pin cover because it's, you know, against your benefit. So I never understood why guys would try to break up covers in a match like this. It's wrestling. That's yeah, wrestling. Sometimes it just doesn't make sense, but it's wrestling, right? Yeah. So, Again, you, you basically first elimination was um the Miz with the stomp. Yeah, the curve stomp. Second, yeah, second elimination would have been Finn. Right? Working those bad ribs angle. Again, a stomp. Was that a stomp too? I think so. Yeah. Stomp. Right. Okay. So then you had Corbin getting eliminated, which basically left you with uh Seth. Bobby and Corbin. No, Seth, Bobby, and Corbin were the last ones, right? Corbin gets tagged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, They were the last three. They were the last three. So Corbin gets tagged with a spear. He gets eliminated. That leaves the two of them. Out comes MVP again. This motherfucker was all over the show, eh? He was. Big night for him. Oh, dude. Like, he hasn't been seen or heard for like three, four weeks almost, three, four episodes. And all of a sudden, the guy's in almost every segment. Uh, He. So he comes out here because he's trying to, you know, recruit Lashley again. And he brings out an Omos, which was kind of interesting, right? Considering that this was the reason Lashley left MVP was because of that whole Omos thing. Um, stomped to Omos by, by, uh, by Seth. Yeah, seen that. Right? Was good. that was kind of cool. Seth gets back to the ring, but takes his killer spear, man, that we talked about at the top of the show. Um, that basically ends it for Seth. So you got Bobby Lashley competing against Theory now for the U.S. title. So next Monday Night Raw, guys, this is sick. We got Austin Theory versus Bobby Lashley for the United States title. We got the Usos against the Judgment Day. Not sure if it's going to be Dom and Damian or if it's going to be Damian and Finn, but you got that match also set up. Also, cage match. Forgot about this one entirely. Bailey versus Becky Lynch. That was a cool uh, segment. Uh, that was a good, yeah. Right? You know, they're, they're calling each other out, call, talking about some back history and what have you. So this should be good. Those four matches, so, so much more going to be happening. Guys be returning some surprises. Do you think uh, one Vincent Kennedy McMahon will show up on the show? I don't think so. I would love it, but oh, I just right? don't think so. Yet. They, got, be- they, got, they got Jerry the King's coming. I think Kurt Angle. Uh, where is where is the show? What city do you know? In Philadelphia. I was in Philly. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Kurt's there. It'll be cool to see Vince come out, but I just don't think he will. But hey, like we said, it's wrestling. Sometimes it'd be a huge pop. It'd be crazy. The ratings be through, but I don't think so. I don't think he'll do it. No, I think it'd be kind of interesting to see. Um, I, I think it'd be okay. I, I, would I don't see why not. Out. He's executive chairman of the board again. Why not come out if he wants? You know, I, I'm not even looking at it from that perspective. I'm I'm basically just kind of looking at it. Dude, the greatest story in wrestling 
It's not being told right now when it could be told. And this would put WrestleMania through the roof. Think about this here. Look at this. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. telling you this, but I want to get into this. So I'll just get into it now. Look at it this way. Vince steps down six months, comes back. His daughter steps down. Before he asked the board to come back, they had a vote. They unanimously voted no. Here's the kicker. I'm surprised nobody's talking about this. Here's the kicker. Three of the votes that said no. Steph, Triple H, and Nick Collins. There's two ways to look at it. Either these three people are very greedy and ungrateful. They don't want him back. Or Vinny, they knew Vinny's plans. I'm coming back. Vote no so you don't get in trouble with the board. You guys look good. Something's there. Either way, however you slice it, he's back as a boss. The greatest story ever could be very simple. Vince comes out in Raw. Gets back in that heel mode again. He calls out Triple H. You're my no good, ungrateful son-in-law. Who didn't want me back. Get out there. Work a program. Have a little bit of a match at Mania. You married the family. You used me. You betrayed me. Can you imagine the ratings be through the roof if they played that angle? It would be a that cool. Would be good. It would be a cool angle because I don't think we've seen angles like that since the no. Attitude Era. No, it'd be sad. I mean, those were the good old days where Vince beat up Stephanie in the ring. Mm-hmm. And I, right. and I told my daughter not to marry you, that you were no good. And he could just totally amplify and totally embellish it and triple H, like you're over the hill. Raw's better with me, and we're glad you're gone. I voted no because I don't like you. Like this could be, this could be even, I don't think so, but it could be potentially be good as McMahon and Austin. It could be that good because there's some realness to this stuff. No, I think so, absolutely. And I think the other aspect of this could be that you could totally blow up raw again that way as well okay. because then you know okay i'm gonna take over smackdown you can have raw blah 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 yeah yeah now, there's so many different angles and to be fair man like i said unless you are a wrestling fan since the 2000s mm-hmm. all these storylines that you're talking about are very reminiscent of that corporate you know the, yeah. the, the corporate era uh, you know, the, obviously the attitude order, but the corporate ministry and you know the the, the corporation and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yeah, these could be some interesting. And, and you know, Triple H, you old senile man, we didn't want you here. You, you know, there's so many ways they can go at this. It would be, I don't think it'll ever happen, but man, if they would ever do that, no, they good. can. And there's a lot of potentials there, right? There's a lot of different things that that can be. You know, I'm just surprised that. Well, I don't know how to look at it. There's three ways to look at it. Like I said. Nick Khan, Steph, and Triple H voted no not to have Vince back, right? So they could have known, hey, Vince could say, hey, I'm coming back. Just vote no. It won't matter. I'm voting myself in. Doesn't matter what you guys vote. Vote no so the board doesn't give you guys heck. If you guys vote yes for me, it looks bad. Get you guys in heat. Or the other angle is, we don't want you back, old man. And that's why Stephanie stepped down because she said Vince came back. I'm not sure how to look at it. My gut feeling, I could be wrong, is that they didn't want him back. And that's why they voted no. And it's said, up you. Up yours, and that's why Steph stepped down because Vince came back and made her uncomfortable. Well, I read. An Who knows? Article, we will never know. I, I read an article today that says, and again, I can't believe everything you read. Right, everyone's coming. Like you said, like what we're doing right now. There's so many different we're angles. Speculating, to this, we right? don't know. Yeah, exactly. Right, and it, that's the thing. It's like I almost feel that people tend to look at speculation as actual news. It's not. We're just speculating theories. Right, right, we, right. But but I'm just saying in general. Some people right? do. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, this article comes out today that people are clamoring about, like, oh, my God, Stephanie, right? She quit mm-hmm. because Vince came back. You know, it's like the story is that they were having issues working together as family members in the company. Um, that's why she decided to leave in the first place. And now that he's he back. the first time. Yeah, that's why she Not left the time. first time. Yes. 
And this time she left because he came back, blah, blah, blah. Like people are just trying to find barbs and dick. Bro, we know everything is on the up and up. They know what you're doing. And, you know, I won't be surprised. You know, I, I think I agree more with what you said about him telling them to probably vote no. That's what I think because they're close. If you listen to that, the interview Triple H has Ariel, Ariel Hawani, he doesn't badmouth yeah. Vince. He goes, how could I ever fill this man? He's giving nothing but praise to the guy. So yeah. I, I think he was. they were said, vote no so you guys don't get look bad. I'm coming back no matter what you vote anyway, so it don't matter. That's what I think. Yeah, no, I totally But I just agree. hope, if I could say one thing to Triple H and Vince, I'd say, guys, make this angle work. Just say you're ungrateful. You're an old senile man. I don't want you here. Married to power and make the best. It could be one of the best stories in many, many years if you guys run with this. I think it would be a real sick, sick storyline, man. I got to give you well, a insane. There. And uh, there'd be some real shoot going on. They'd, they'd have some realness to it. Dude, I'm, I'm going to be honest, man. I, I really think that you got something there. I really enjoy that storyline. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe after WrestleMania, I think it's too early to start it now. Too early, I but these guys could both pull it off. They're both larger than life with their characters. They just could no, be great. They could totally yeah. pull it off. And considering if Triple H decides to work again, no better than working a seventy-eight-year-old man. Oh know? yeah, they could punch and kick chair shots. They could easily do it. No, no, no. But meaning-wise, like it wouldn't be. He, he wouldn't have to exert himself too much. No, he wouldn't. Right. Like, yeah. I, I still think that, you know. Because when it mattered the story that was Stone Cold, the one with Austin, the one with Michaels, the one with Bret Hart, he makes them come to life and feel real almost. Yeah, yeah. No, so, I, I think it would be. I mean, I think, if anything, they dropped the ball with the Edge, Matt Hardy storyline. Yeah. Like, that's the closest thing I can think of that would compare to what you're throwing out there and suggesting. Mm -hmm. The realness uh, to it. The realness to it. I just, I felt, it didn't feel real. When yeah. it actually happened with them, you know what I mean? Like, I get it, you were, and I, I think Vince had brought them in the office and told them, if you guys fucking do stupid shit, each you're other, both yeah. fired, right? I, I do recall that being said at one point. Like, so they had to watch their p's and q's, but maybe they were young at the time, maybe they were still learning their craft. But I think those guys could have pulled it off better. Yeah, because I think right now Triple H versus Vince and just uh, you know. Yeah, promo for promo, the biggest story in wrestling. The only other thing that could even come close to it, which I hope never happens, is you bring back CM Punk and then him and Triple H, they get at it. You know what I mean? Do that. Yeah. You can do that. Anyway. But it's not the realness that Triple H and McMahon family drama right in front of all of us. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I get you 100%, man. All right, so here we are. Uh, Monday Night Raw's in the bag. We are getting closer to the Royal Rumble. It's starting to come together. We got Kevin Owens versus uh, Roman Reigns for undisputed titles, I guess, for both of yep. them. Um, wouldn't Cody's it be announced something... the Rumble. Cody's been announced to the Rumble, but wouldn't it be really interesting if... if I, I, I call this a twist, man. But this could be one way to get the belt off of him and basically say uh, that Kevin Owens wins the WWE title. Could be. Yeah, you could do that. If you were going to take one of the belts off of him, I would say it should be at the Rumble. That still gives you two, three months to build a good storyline, which keeps him really strong. Yep. No, I agree with you. Then no one takes it over there and then he keeps the belt or somehow loses it to Seth. And then that sets up Cody Rhodes going on to that. No, that sounds pretty good. Right? I, I mean, that could it, happen. I think that might be the thing. I don't know. I'm just thinking about it now because, like I said, the Uso said we're going to have one member of every generation of the Bloodline family, which includes Afa, Sika, 
Rikishi, mm -hmm. and the list goes on and on and on. You know, you could start building that story that the rock who, who yeah. doesn't acknowledge him through a video promo or something. Yeah. Or he doesn't necessarily have to be there. Something's gonna happen here on this 30th row. It's gonna be a real, real fun one. Yeah. So I'm you know, from that angle, and somehow maybe Heyman fucks up the contract or misses something, a you know, a freak mistake by Paul Heyman, and that allows the WWE title to be on the line. And that allows Kevin Owens to win it somehow through disqualification or whatever the case may be. Kevin Owens takes that strap, holds on to it and fights Cody at WrestleMania or loses it to Seth before WrestleMania. I have a feeling one way or the other, you're going to see Seth and Cody for at Mania. Yeah, or unless Rock doesn't wrestle, you're going to see Cody and Reigns. Cody or Reigns, if The Rock doesn't show up. Right? Yeah, it'd be Cody versus Reigns. Yeah, but I'm basing it off of the other way. But do you yeah. think Cody's the guy to take it off of him? Absolutely not. <laughs> no way. I don't want Cody to take it off him. I just think with him, all the hype, he's got a big fan base. He's going to win the Rumble, which gives him a chance to, unless Rock shows up, he's going to win the Rumble and get the title shot at Mania. Yeah, but dude, all angles, all rockets, all arrows, everything is pointing to Cody winning the Rumble and going on to Mania to fight for the title, if that's the case, if that's the original plan. I mean... I think there's other ways that you can bring in the rock. Like I just threw down, right? Like mm -hmm. have him lose half that title. I mean, at, at the rumble, it's early enough, right? There's really, I mean, outside of elimination chamber, you know, you can really build him up again and he can do a number on Sami Zayn, like yeah. totally beat the shit out of him. Something fierce, right? Like to the point where the fan in the crowd and the guy at home, the girl at home is like, okay, stop enough. Very similar to the Rock's chair shots on Mankind. Yep. Yeah, right? I'm, not, I'm not sure what they're going to do here. It's going to be fun. Remember that, uh, guys, if you get a chance to go back and check that out, and if you haven't seen it before, if you have seen it, go revisit it. I tell you what, there's not many moments in wrestling where I go, okay, enough. Those are vicious you know, shots. Right? You're like, I'm looking at them like, okay, that that's enough. Right? Like, he he wasn't holding back. Like, fuck. No, no, he went all out. Those are the good old days, man, before uh, concussions really took a front seat to everything, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, good days, they were good ruthless old, good, good old days in the sense that you got bang for the buck, pardon the pun, but I mean, yeah. real bang for the buck back in that match. Oh, yeah. And his kids were watching. That is why he did that. Make You make your kids suffer, you know what I mean? They do that sometimes. And your wow. wife, he's outside. Like the rock had to come backstage and you know calm the kids down, say, Hey, look, we were just having fun, everything's beautiful, your dad's okay. Like it was <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Crazy, crazy. All right, Chance Michaels, man. We've been going on here for a little while. I think we covered a lot of ground, but there's one thing that we haven't done yet. I believe you got a top five for me. Now, guys, gals, the top five is completely raw. I have no idea what he's gonna ask me. Yeah, last time I asked you a music question, so it could be anything. Absolutely. So, ladies and gentlemen, chances top five. Well, since we've been talking wrestling the whole show, let's add a little sizzle to the steak here, switch it up. I want to hear your top five favorite fast food restaurants. A different question, the same old wrestling ones. What do you got for me? Yeah, okay. Uh, this should be really easy. Burger King, Wendy's. Um... Can we use U.S. ones as well, or are we sure, yeah, confined only confined to what we have in our areas? No, I'll go U.S. You got Burger King and Wendy's so far. 
So Burger King, Burger King, Wendy's, Five Guys, um, Triple O's, and one more. AW. Okay. Yeah. Um, no particular order, I guess. I mean, because if you look at Triple O's and and Five Guys, they're more of the uh, higher class of fast food. Does higher end sense? fast food, but yeah, higher, they don't have yeah. drive through Five Guys, do they? No, they don't. You got to go inside, right? But I mean, that's a good burger. Then again, you're spending almost seventeen dollars for a burger and fries, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, good. The fries are awesome too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you get your bang for the buck. And Triple O's, I guess, is kind of the same sense. It's like a Triple O's has a good breakfast sandwich too, not just a they burger. Do, they do. They do. It's, it's yeah, yeah. It's a fast food gourmet burger, if if you want to call it that. Yeah. It's not gourmet, but. The closest in the fast food world that would be considered higher end, yeah. Well, well, the closest thing you'd get to a gourmet burger would be a white spot or a triple O's burger, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I notice I I don't care for McDonald's. I don't like the taste of their their product in general. Um, they got good fries though. Yeah, you know what? Worst comes to you know what? I'll I'll take uh, I'll take Burger King or Wendy's fries over them. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think the best fries, honestly. Um, I like Church's chickens fries. Yeah, the, the they got the crinkle fries. Yeah, the crinkle ones, right? Yeah. And I mean, but I don't think anyone can touch the Five Guys fries because I think Five Guys fries are pretty much like New York fries. Yeah, they cook them that peanut oil, I think. Right, but but the you get the skin on them and everything. I love that. I don't like my you know I don't like my potato shaved. I like having the skins on them. Yeah, so it, it makes it good. They, they make them right yeah. there. They chopping them up there, right, right off the right off yeah, the yeah. potato. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, those are mine. What about you? Uh, in no order, uh, McDonald's, uh, Wendy's, uh, Fat Burger. Um, oh, let's see, this is it tough? Uh, Triple O's, and I'm gonna say Jack in the Box is like ten minutes from my house. I go right across the border. Shit, I totally forgot about that. Jack in the Box. Man. I love Jack. Uh, maybe if I lived in America, I wouldn't like it. No, as much. you know I what? Have it a few I, times a year. Okay, okay. I'll tell you what. I'm going to take off A&W and replace it with Jack in the Box. Yeah, Jack in the Box That's, is good. Jack in the Box is a shit. Like, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're, what, five minutes away from there? Probably. I was about, growing up, I was about five to ten minutes away from there, from, from my place when I was growing up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, because they opened up one pretty close, right? It's like five minutes outside the border. Yeah, literally, if there's no border lineup, I could literally, if I get through the border, I could be there probably seven, eight minutes. I was a close time to the border. There was just one time, and I don't think I've shared this story before with anybody, but like I said, you and I both grew up close to the border, different sides border. of the border. Yeah. But, you know, I, I was close to Peace Arch. I guess you're close to... Huntington. Huntington, right? So um, I remember coming home one night, it was about Friday night and whatever. I can't remember what I was doing, but I was home early that night and uh, went outside and, you know, partook in a little cabbage mm -hmm. and came back inside and started watching television. And I, I think I was watching the U.S. station. Yeah, I think I was. Jack in the Box commercial came on. The munchies kind of kicked in. And I didn't even think twice about it, bro. I hopped in my car at like 1130 at night, drove to the border. And this was the good old days where you could still show your driver's license. You yeah, I know. Passport passport. Yet, right? Guy looks at me and goes, well, what brings you by at this time? I go, dude, I got a hankering for Jack in the Box and it's only on this side of the line. Let's go for it. So, <laughs> nice. Oh, man, sourdough Jack, you can't touch it. Beautiful. No, sandwich. it's awesome. 
Yeah, Jack in the Box is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, overrated burger joint? In and out. I had it in Vegas. Yeah, I didn't find it that great. And I didn't find White Castle that great either. Burger sliders. Like, yeah. I've not had White Castle yet. Uh, but what was that one place that Chick-fil-A was overrated? Chick-fil-A, in my yeah. And then what was that other place that we hit with the green sign? Uh, oh, Bur- uh, Shake Shack. Shake Shack. The milkshake was amazing. Like, I thought the burger was... Was nothing special. I had the hot dog. It was okay. Right? Yeah. I think the best food that we ate in Vegas, in my honest opinion, was that place that you took me when we had breakfast the first morning. Oh, the, the crepe place in New York, yeah. New York. Oh, yeah, that was phenomenal. Awesome. Right? Amazing. Uh, Gordon Ramsay's burger was good, but I expected more from it. Yeah. To be fair. No, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, man. I mean, I guess we can talk about it. That's an episode we should do one day. Sap and Chance's favorite foods. Yeah, we could. We could that'd be a fun one too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Guys, girls, uh, again, first off, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, thank you for joining us on this journey. Like and subscribe. I forgot to say that at the beginning of the show, but hey, that's okay. Um, big shout out to Luke. A lot of good reception from that podcast yeah. that we did with Bushwhacker Luke. Uh, good news. Uh, John is on the mend. He's feeling better. So I'm hoping that we can line him up pretty soon yeah, to be fun. dive into the mind of the man who sits and actually has to write the book with these guys. Which Not is... an easy task if you listen to our interview. I'll tell well, you that. I tell you what, man. Uh, their thoughts are there and you know they're there. They know their stuff, right? What blows but, my uh, mind, and, and I would love to ask John this. I didn't want to ask Luke. Um how the fuck do you remember all this shit? After all the <coughs> headshots and concussions he's taken. Everything, right? Like, I mean, how do you remember it? Like, how do you, like, obviously they probably remember it a lot more and it makes it sound like it's, you know, because they're repeating it all the time, right? Interviews, yeah, uh, different shows, this and that. And going, uh, having gone through the process of writing the book and what have you, but what gets you there? Where do you, what are your starting points? So these are the things that, you know, I want to. We want to ask John, and when we yeah. get him on, and uh, hopefully we can get Butch on too. I think that'd be kind of fun to to hear the other side of the story. I think we will. Um, absolutely. So that being said, guys and girls, uh, this is it for Sap and Chance. Hope everyone has a great week ahead. Uh, we will be back this Thursday with a boxing episode. Yeah. Uh, a lot of things going on in the world of boxing. Uh, oh, we'll yeah. also take a look at the UFC card this weekend happening in australia yeah, uh, oppor- opportunity for a champ champ here with alex volkanovsky against uh islam makachev so we'll hit on that a little bit as well so guys and girls here we are tuesday afternoon enjoy the rest of your week i'm bobby sampson and i am joined with my man mr chance michaels and in the words of the great acdc those that like download subscribe to the podcast we salute you we do salute you, and in the infamous words of one Ed Whalen, in the meantime and in between time, that's it for Sam and Chance. Everyone, have a great rest of your week. We will talk to you Thursday. Sam and Chance are out.